Hey everyone, welcome back to TV Guys, the show that where the only thing we can teach you is how to mispronounce Angela Kinsey's name. I'm Matt. I'm Brian, and you actually mispronounced the, the word mispronounce as well. Did I? <laughs> Look, you said mispronounce. Doing this podcast thing is really hard. I've been talking <laughs> for like 35 years, and I'm just now starting to get the hang of it. So that that joke is, if you listen to, by the way, one of my favorite, like I know we shouldn't have our favorites because our podcast episodes are like our kids. It's like, you love them all equally, but I don't. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's what you say in public. And then in private, you're like, I don't really care for Job, but I, (laughs) I really enjoyed our dinner party episode because I felt like we brought some really good information. And we also really had fun about one of our favorite episodes of TV. So if you haven't listened to the office dinner party episode that we did, Go back and listen to it. Even if you're like not an Office fan, be like, all right, I'm going to watch that episode of The Office and I'm going to listen to Matt and Brian's commentary on that episode and we'll see if that's enough for me. That's We're giving you an hour and a half work, <laughs> worth of work. Yeah. But that episode aired and then we had someone who responded like, um, you guys both pronounced Angela's last name incorrectly. And so I think I said it wrong and then you even corrected me and corrected me incorrectly as well. Yeah. So we're mine was closer to closer than yours. I mean, sure, but it's still wrong. I know, but I need people to know that I was less wrong. (laughs) So instead of like saying your last name, your name is Brian Jonas, I would be like, oh, his name is Brian Jonas. Like, I'm still pretty wrong. It's. It's less wrong. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) All right. Whatever. But, hey, we love hearing feedback from you guys. Um, Maybe more positive feedback in the future. (laughs) Like, I'm so proud of that episode. And someone's like, oh, yeah, you did this wrong. Like, well, they're. Negative feedback is more fun. Like, in any job, you talk more about the bad stuff than the good stuff, Ned, generally. True. Like they make better stories. You have people come out like, Oh, I just love what you do. And like, that's great. What wonderful. But it's like, how often do you repeat that? It's like, Oh, I had someone come up and they told me that they love my show. I'm like, well then you're just full of yourself. So actually, um, I did get a text within the last month saying someone really liked, liked our show. Actually, it's the wife of the guy who commented us the, the mistakes. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. So there we go. That that couple, they just they gather around the fire and they just turn on our podcast and they listen together and they cuddle and just <laughs> sing songs when it's not. I don't I don't know what the scenarios I've concocted in my head. <laughs> I'm just letting you go. <laughs> yeah. See, I was expecting you to cut me off, and so I just kept no. going and making it dumber. And I'm like, why am I still saying words? Why would I cut you off? That's true. That is a very fair point. Well, today. It is September, guys. We made it. We're in fall. And so... Uh, For you listening, it's probably October because we're way ahead on recording. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be September for them. It's, it may be mid-September, but it'll be September. In no, fact, wait, you sorry, might actually be listening to this yeah. episode while I'm in Florida at Disney World. So uh, be like, hey, Matt, hope you're enjoying your vacation. And I'll be like, thank you, person. I am. Because I'm sure it'll be great. But what comes with September? The thing that kids all hate, going back to school. So in commemoration, this is our going back to school episode. And we're like, we need to talk about teachers. But we've talked about teachers before. So Brian, you and I, we came up with this idea where we wanted to get five TV characters 
and have them teach us different life skills and then pit that team against the other one to see who would become the more. Oh my gosh, I just burp right in the middle of a sentence as I'm saying that. Who would become the better, well-rounded individual? All right? So if you're like, hey, I went to school and they never taught me this stuff, then these are the things, that's kind of where I went, where it's like stuff that I, I probably should have learned in school and I didn't. Brian, what was your what was your uh, method that you did for picking? Well, for one thing, I chose, I didn't choose anyone who is an actual teacher, just to kind of make it a little more challenging. Same. So, you know... Yeah, there's, there's no, you know, Feeney, there's no Mr. Belding, none of that. And then I kind of went the opposite way. I know, Matt, you went with a skill first and figured which TV character could teach me. I kind of started going through lists of, of shows and trying to think of who is someone who's an expert at something and what could they teach me? Yep. So, uh, like, to start off, here here's my first one that I, I went with is I was thinking – what's one thing that I really would like a really good grasp on that all adults should have a great grasp on. And that's finances and finances are really hit or miss based on public school education of what you're going to learn. So I'm like, what would be a character that I really want to teach me finances? And yes, I could have gone with a Richard Gilmore from Gilmore girls or even mm -hmm. a Donald Trump from celebrity apprentice, but they are the type that they are, are in money. They've been in money for a long time and they, they might not be able to teach you, how to make money. They would just teach you how to live a rich lifestyle if they're teaching you anything. So I went with a guy that is super smart about money, but is always has a metaphorical gun pointed at his head. And that's Marty Bird from the Ozarks or from Ozark. Not that's the, is that Jason Bateman? That's Jason Bateman's character. Now, if you, I've, I've never seen the show, but I'll just call it TikTok. It's very suspenseful. And it's, if you like watching, um, shows where characters just constantly make the worst decisions possible for their emotional and physical well-being, then this is the show for you. So Marty Bird, he, like, this happens in the first episode, so I'm not going to give too much away for those who haven't seen it, is that he, uh, it comes out that he has been helping, like, money launder with his business for a drug cartel. And so that they've had this connection with a high-ranking member of this drug cartel. And he comes up, and he's like, I think that you guys have been stealing money from me. And so Marty Bird is able to spin it and be like, no, here's the deal. I, I know a great way to embezzle even more money than what you've been giving us to embezzle. And it's to do this cash-rich area full of tourists in the Ozarks, and we go down there, and it's going to be so much easier for us. I can embezzle three times, four times amount what I'm doing for you per month, etc. And so he, he like gives him the shot, and the series is about them like outwitting like FBI, outwitting their cartel, outwitting different uh, like a lot of different problematic people in his life. And so, like I said, he's got this gun pointed at him by multiple different people all throughout the show, but yet he still comes out on top. And so this guy knows books well enough. He knows finances well enough that he could teach you a lot of that stuff. Sure. Moral morals. You don't want to learn from this guy. He's very unscrupulous. Yeah. Sure. But it's like, if you are able to work that hard and to create, money opportunities like that mm -hmm. i want to see a bit of what you're doing and not get into the same lifestyle but yeah. like to know how to use my money better and to balance etc so. exactly you can you can learn a lot of, a lot of principles about that yeah and you're so right about public education i learned way more about 
finances after graduating than I ever did in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. It's like, you kind of have to do it a little bit, but it's, it, yeah, I, I can't remember much of what I learned from, I think I failed in fourth grade. We had a unit about writing checks mm-hmm. and I like, yeah. I threw away my checkbook in the middle of it and never turned it in because I'm like, I'm so lost and I'm so off balance on this. And I got an F on it, of course, because. Well, now it's like, I've never actually balanced the physical checkbook. I mean, I do my banking online. Like I think most people do now. Yeah, exactly. Except so um, I live in a duplex and the guy who lives below me, we uh, share internet. He pays me half for the internet bill Mm -hmm. and he doesn't like any kind of electronic stuff. So instead of Venmo, which would be way easier, we have a little dresser in the garage and he leaves cash in there and almost feels like a drug drop whenever I go to pick up my internet money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't remember what. Oh, you go to Del Taco and you've got a bag of money there waiting for you. (laughs) No, it's yeah. really funny though that I like I say that story about failing my checking unit in fourth grade because as an adult I worked at a bank for a while and even there was one year where the job that I did part of it was helping people who still relied on balancing their checkbooks. They'd come in with checkbooks and have me help them balance it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "You're picking the wrong guy. I I failed this when I was a kid." All right, so I went with. Uh... Just trying to figure out which one to go with in general. How about just general survival skills? You're just out in the wild, um, whether it's like camping or just daily. Who can teach you just Uh-oh. random stuff? There's a lot of people who could. I've got that same skill on mine, so let's see if we match up. Yeah, very very well could. I went with Saeed Jarrah from Lost. Nice. That is a great pick. Yeah, because you watch Lost, especially the earlier seasons, and he's basically just like MacGyver for the island. We, I mean, it comes to like, you know, oh, I'm going to take everyone's broken electronics and I'm going to try to make a radio like, uh, you know, a professor from the Gilligan's Island, but ripped. And then even, all right, I'm going to cut open a bullet, a bullet and use the bullet hole to gash this wound while we're chasing a baby across the, across the island. Like so many people on that show would be dead if it weren't for Saeed. Yeah. I think I, mean, that, I think yeah, that's a great yeah. pick. That, you're absolutely right. Like he is so mm-hmm. resourceful, and mm-hmm. like he he gets this nice like superhero status where he's like the human lie detector, but yeah. then he also does have these survival skills that come in really handy. But it, it's amazing the amount of survival skills that that plane crash had between him and Locke. Oh yeah, <laughs> even just those two. Like you mm-hmm. guys are set. <laughs> exactly. No problem. But even like. That episode in season three where they they go to Mikhail's place and he's pretending to be Dharma Initiative. Yep. The way he figures out that he's not alone is that he saw the stirrups on the horse outside and saw that it was set for someone shorter than him. He noticed all of that in like a second. Man. I definitely would have not noticed that and I probably would have been killed by the the eye patch man in that scene. See, your your pick might be a little better than mine because especially okay. you've got that added element of like safety in terms of his military training. Yeah. Um, my pick, like, cause I was floating with this too. I decided I'm like, I definitely want to have a survival and th- there's someone who came to mind first, but then I was like, is this the best pick? And I, I bounced with some other ones. I'm like, Hey, you could maybe throw Kloss in from, um, the series of unfortunate events. Cause he's so well read. So he would know exactly like the, the right things to do. You could yeah. put in like some of the, someone from parks and rec that like studies this really well that they're in the parks department. I was, but I'm like, now there's no one that really. Like Nick Offerman, or I keep saying his actor name is Ron Swanson, or even Nick Offerman's character from Last of Us. Like, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of really good picks, but I'm like, I got to go with a real life person 
Bear Grylls that I okay. think I've seen yeah. a number of his shows. I don't like, I didn't watch them religiously. Um, but I, I've seen enough to be like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And there's a lot of, and he knows like survival stuff for a lot of different regions too. He'll be put in an icy climate. He'll be put in a tropical jungle. He'll be put in a desert scenario. And he knows what to do and how to survive in any of those uh, positions. And also he knows way more about wildlife too than any one person should. But like he, he is great in that regards. I'm like, I think, I think that's who I'd want leading me, but I do really like the Saeed pick. Yeah. He's the first one that came to mind. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not even going to start to think of other people. Yeah, I I might have picked him if I if I thought of him, but it's good. Look at look at me conceding, gentlemanly. <laughs> All right. So next, I'm going to cheat because my next is actually going to be a duo of teachers Uh-oh. who will who would both teach together and also probably get into a fight and um, compete with each other, which would probably just leave me eating good food because I'm thinking, who could teach me how to cook? I know. know, And they're from the same show. Actually, no, they're not. They're from two different shows. Technically, two different decades because one is set in the past. How about a duel of Monica from Friends and Beverly Goldberg from the Goldbergs? (laughs) (laughs) They would both insist on being the number one. Yep. And they both are shown to be phenomenal cooks. I mean, and so I would love to just sit there and I mean, obviously I wouldn't ever get up to their level, but I would learn how to cook some stuff and I would just walk away 15 pounds heavier with an amazing meal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Beverly, the, the, what's nice about the duo there that you have is that you have high end with Monica, but mm-hmm. then you have like the affordable with Beverly and like yeah. the lots of butter and lots of, lots of fat yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like that sort of home cooked meal that like a Beverly mm-hmm. Goldberg or Marie Barone making. Oh yeah. I could have, I could have thrown Marina that Marie in there too, but I'll stick with Monica and, and Beverly. Yeah. See, and, and that's where like Marie wouldn't work on this. Cause she doesn't want to teach it. She doesn't want to no. give that away. She wants to be yeah. that. And I think you'd have that same issue maybe with Beverly, even though she wouldn't view you as a competition for her kids, but there's mm-hmm. a little bit of that pride. That's like, no, this is my thing. I can't give that away. Monica might teach you, but I don't yeah. think Beverly would want to teach. But I think Beverly, you guys got to play the angle of like, you just pretend, I mean, obviously it's not the case for me because obviously I do have a mom in my life. But if you play like, well, I never had a mom in my life and you're such a motherly figure and can you <laughs> fill that role? And she'd be like, yes, come in, come in, do that. Because she, she did that on the show with, I'm watching through the Goldbergs right now. You'll notice that when I'm watching through a show, I'll end up mentioning on the on the podcast more often. <laughs> with uh with laney she did that with her daughter's friend who doesn't have a mom and she's taken her in a number of times that's fair i i definitely also had this like this is another area you want to have a really good base for is cooking yeah um especially you know if you're gonna have any amount of time where you're a bachelor or bachelorette and you can't rely on someone else routinely making this food for you um but i i want a a different route too because like i thought of a different i thought of monica or i thought of like a gordon ramsay and i'm like no i don't want like that high quality stuff because i want something affordable that needs to also be factored into this and so like that took out sookie from golden girls but then i thought about luke from golden girl uh, golden girls gilmore girls Girls. (laughs) very different shows and i thought about luke and i'm like ooh, luke would work 
but would he be able to teach well? And I eventually arrived at the best of both worlds because you would have someone who can make like that Michelin star level stuff, but who also makes very down to earth, practical, cheap things as well. And that's Carmi Brazado from The Bear. And so like you can look at him as a teacher and you see if you've watched the bear you've seen times where he's melted down he's not a perfect person he's had issues and he would be difficult to work with but when he's teaching that's not where he has the stress he does he his stress comes from managing the restaurant and the the business side of it and not going under and all of these decisions his stress doesn't come from the actual joy of cooking so like you see some scenes where he's helping out into the kitchen and teaching people stuff and he is enjoying like teaching them and helping them get better and seeing the quality in them. So I think that he could be a good teacher if he viewed that as valuable. And then he would also be able to give you like really good high high quality tips while also giving you some stuff that could be just like Chicago beef style stuff. Like that's not elaborate high end quality things, but it's really good. And he yeah. made it really well. And everyone's like, they'd try it and be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like people who would be so mad at him and don't want him to be right. They'd try his food and be like, dang it. This guy yeah. knows what he's doing. So, Yeah, that's good. And that's perfect. You do want that mixture, that the high end um, with the with the low end. Uh, not the low end, but you know, the, the more affordable. Yes. So Matt, have you ever been in the situation where someone says that your cooking is like the better cooking? Yeah. Yeah, I have. And it was just something as simple as just you expecting. You act like you're expecting a no. Yeah, I've been in that situation. Oh, no, I wasn't sure. (laughs) But for me, it was like it was just tacos, just regular. Get a packet from the store and put meat on. And like, yeah, Brian's tacos are really good. I make the same stuff. Like, like, yeah, but Brian's is better. (laughs) I make great soups that I really care about my soups when I make them. And I put a lot of work and like it cost me like 20 to $30 to make a, a batch of soup. And I don't know, like for anyone else out there who does soups, I'm like, I don't know if that's good. It feels like it's a lot, but I care about my soup. And so I make good soup. Yeah. All right. Oh, so I, I did mine. So then we're back okay. to you. Yeah, you've been, the last two, you've been piggybacking on me because you've had the same skill. Yeah. It's like, if, if we're have the same skill, let's just go for it at the same time. All right, this one might be a, a bit of a stretch, but I, I was I was looking for another one. Um, so actually, in three days from recording this, I'm going to be getting a new puppy, and okay. so thought who would be really good at dog training, and I went with Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine because I mean Cheddar <laughs> is a very well behaved dog. Yep, and just. I wouldn't want to go as far. I, I take some principles. I wouldn't want to. It seems like he's going go so far as like Cheddar doesn't get to just fun, be fun and be a dog. He like it's like he's on a job all the time. Yeah. But I love the the ability to just have that that control that respect with the dog. Like we have, we are we're trying to teach. We're going to try to teach him to ring a bell whenever he wants to go outside. And we're going to see how that works. Yeah, we're we're trying that with our puppy. We just got a, a new puppy about. Oh, a so month you got a puppy a as well. Ago. And she's much better about being housebroken. She does communicate like with us, like that she has to go outside, but the kids don't pick up on that. It's very subtle. And it's like, it would be nice. We have a thing of bells hanging from the door. It's like, if she can learn to hit that, that's a great signal for anyone. Whereas we just kind of have to like be paying attention to her. Like, Oh, okay. I can, I can read the signs. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'd, I'd want a captain hold. I mean, there's also like professional dog trainers in actual shows that we see. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to think of who, who would be a good dog trainer. I mean, Shaggy, he trained both Scooby and Scrappy to be able to talk and solve mysteries. So, I mean, but was, was that training from Shaggy or was that just what Scooby-Doo did? Oh no, it's training hundred <laughs> percent. Or look at, look at Shaggy. He's a very responsible, upstanding citizen. Or is it that they're always smoking so much that everyone's hallucinating that she can that he can talk? Oh my gosh, new head cannon right there. There you go, guys. That one was for free. Because even though Fred, Daphne, and Velma don't seem like they partake, but I'm guessing there could be a residual smoke that gets to them <laughs> enough. To... <laughs> was there ever a Doctor Doolittle show? I don't know if there was ever a show because if there was, like he would be able to help you train in a way that no one else can. Cause it's, I mean, yeah, it's almost right. like what women want, whereas like you can, <laughs> Mel Gibson be able to read women's minds and be able to relate with them on a level that a lot of other men can't. It's like, you can, you can actually hear from these animals, what works yeah. for them and what doesn't work. That would have been helpful last night. So as far as listeners, I told Matt this, uh, actually I lived in an office episode. There was a bat in my house last night. My neighbor and I were able to get him out, but that would have been helpful. I could just be like, Hey bat, I'm opening the window. Can you please fly out? <laughs> Dr. Doolittle, can you, can you relay that message? I'm not a translator. Well, then what good are you? Yeah. So, Matt, did you have dog training on yours? Or no? I didn't, but I was about to say, speaking of translator, so here's something I thought of. This, this was one that, like, there's a few of these. I was like, let me think of the skill before the person. This was the one I thought of the person. I'm like, no, this would be a, a good skill to have. And that would be okay. about language skills. Okay. Now, if you want someone to teach you like a language, sure, there's plenty of people out there. You, you could pick Dora the Explorer if you want to learn Spanish. You can pick um, Phoebe Buffet if you want to learn French, even though she, <laughs> the time she tried to teach someone French, it didn't go over well. But maybe, maybe that's more on Joey just being a moron. Um, but here's yeah. who I thought of. Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. She okay. knows hundreds of la- of languages, even as a rookie, as an ensign, like at mid 20 to young 20s. And sh- so you might be like, well, OK, she knows that's her. She just knows hundreds of languages. But it's like, do you not think that there are language tools that can help her be able to learn languages better that exist for so many different languages you'll find that people who are linguists know those rules really well so that they can begin to apply them to all of these different languages to learn how those languages fit in with those rules and so i think that yeah she could teach me like i want to learn spanish or i want to learn french or whatever i even just want to learn one language you also learn the tools for learning that language and i think she could teach you that really well she's a very smart person you see that in just kind of how she gets out of situations too throughout the different star trek series that she has a big role in and so she definitely has the capability to teach and that's really how starfleet is set up as teach the people below you and a really good hierarchy of that overall. And so I think she would have all the tools that you'd want for both a teacher and for a linguist to help you develop and be able to learn new languages. Again, I've never seen Star Trek, but uh, from everything I've heard, I think that's a good, a good pick. And especially I think just people in Star Trek in general, it seems like they are all very well equipped to teach whatever their thing is. Yeah. And you probably have seen um, the Chris Pine Star Treks, at least. Uh, so you, nope. 
You haven't? <laughs> I have not seen a single Come episode on. or movie of any Star Trek. Gosh. Those, okay, the Chris Pine ones are very accessible for people, and that okay. it's <clears throat> that was where Star Trek movies turned a little bit more. Gosh, dang it. I'm so sorry about the first. That's where the Star Trek movies turned a little bit more Star Wars-y because Star Trek mm-hmm. has had been for a long time about political commentary and utopia yeah. and metaphors where Star Wars was like s- space opera. And so the Star Trek movies that are set in that timeline are a little bit more Star Wars-y. And- There's so many Star Trek uh, references and stuff in, in, in pop culture that I've picked up a, a very baseline knowledge just without even watching them. Mm-hmm. So I, I know some things like I know, I know Spock, I know Kirk and Picard and like I, I Sulu. I, I know, I know some of these names and I know the actors, but I don't, I just don't know them all beyond that. Yeah. Well, it's good. I'd, I suggest that's a, that's a good la- launching point in my opinion for Star Trek. And then I, and then I think if you want like classic Star Trek feel, then the next step would be the new Paramount series, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. That that does a really okay. good job of bridging that old Star Trek feel into a more modern setting. Okay. So, again, this is another one where it's not necessarily a skill that I need to have, but um, if anyone were to teach it, it would be this guy, even though you basically just have to never question him and and just shut up and realize that you're going to be called an idiot. And that would be if you wanted to learn ranching from Bo Bennett, who is Sam Elliott's character on The Ranch on Netflix. Matt, I don't think you've watched the show, have you? I haven't. Nope. But I mean, you picture you can you can it's Sam Elliott being Sam Elliott, and it's you know this stubborn old man who's basically only lived his life doing ranching. A little bit of Ron Swanson, but even more stubborn, if you can believe that. Yes, I can. I yeah. I watched Taylor Sheridan shows like Yellowstone, nineteen twenty three, and eighteen eighty three. Those guys are stubborn ranch hands. Any of those yeah. could also probably fit in this category of people to teach you. Yeah, well, for instance, there's an episode early on. There's an episode. You know, one of his sons is played by Ashton Kutcher, and Ashton Kutcher is in his bedroom about to have sex with a girl, and then he the dad just bursts in and says like he knows what's going on. He doesn't care. Get out here. We got to do some ranting, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, Heather, say hi to your mom for me. It's like, he does not care. Like Biff, say hi to your mom for me. Except in, in this case, he, he literally just meant say hi to your mom. But yeah. <laughs> he wasn't like, hey, I want to get with your mom. No, not in this case. Not but in that uh, case. No. But he does have his own love story and weird life. But that's a whole other part of it. But yeah, like his little quotes like. Don't um, we all. I'm just off the top of my head. He says, like, yo, one of the guys, he says, early is on time. On time is late. Yeah. And there's like, season, like what, what do you use for seasonings when you're cooking? I use salt. <laughs> now, that's a Ron Swanson line there. There, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there. That's a long thumping line there. Mm-hmm. Guys, I swear, I know how to talk. I promise. <laughs> You're like Jerry on Parks and Rec, where as soon as anyone's looking at you or you were you're being recorded, then like you freeze up. What? Well, like maybe right now in that one instance, but don't like blanket compare me to Jerry. You're just like him. Just so you know. 
Yeah, let me go. Yeah, why would you ever want to be Jerry, who is happy with his, is happy with his beautiful wife and gets to live a hundred years old and is, doesn't bothered by anything? Why would you want to be that? For a lot of reasons. <laughs> like, good on them that they gave Jerry those qualities because, yeah. like, that's great. The, here's how I do want to be like Jerry. I love his optimism. I love yes. characters that are optimistic. I tend to be optimistic in life. And even then I'm like, I should be more optimistic because I just, there's so much hope in the world and there's so much possibility for good. And if you're focused on the negative, you're going to create yeah. the negative. If you focus on the positive, more often than not, positivity will win out. Which is why it's much less depressing to make fun of Jerry than to make fun of Toby on the office. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Toby will be like, you're right. I'm like, no, I'm not right. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, you're right. All right. I'm sorry, Toby. Yeah. All right. Did I just... No, you just did that. Yeah. All right. Last pick. Last pick, and then we'll compare our teams together. So yeah. for me, this this was the one that I really was... Like, I need this skill. And I really then like went from the skill and tried to find out who would fit that skill. That's, this is the one I did that the most with. And so I was like... I. I don't know nearly as much about cars or mechanical issues or engineering, that sort of thing that I really want to like engineering is a big term, but it's really like being able to even just change your own oil or like knowing when your car needs to be and like the stuff that you can do with it. So I'm like, yeah. who could teach me about cars and maintenance? And it's so hard. I almost had like a tie here because like, I, I came up with someone then and she's like, well, what about Jay Leno? I'm like, Ooh, Jay Leno is a great pick. Cause he's yeah. really smart and he's really into his car. Like he, he has really good car smartness. I guess he's pretty yeah. smart too with, he's got a good wit, but um, I, I, my pick that I like is Tim Taylor. Now you might be yeah. like, okay, this guy hurts himself all the time and you're right. hundred percent. But if you ignore that when he says something like, well, this is the way you should do it, but I like to like, no, we're not going to do it the way you like to do it. Let's do the way that we should do it because the way you like to do it is going to get someone killed. So if you like know going into it, like don't buy into it as like, oh, but we want a, an extra 50 horsepower on this. Like, no, the, the horsepower it had was fine. We're good. Yeah. But people have to you probably don't. Yeah. But people forget that he did restore a hot rod by himself completely from the ground up. And mm -hmm. it worked and it looked great. And that was like a major through line. It wasn't like it was like this overall all arcing theme, but it was always the thing that he was doing. Like weekends, he would just go and uh, restore the hot rod or like his kids would get involved and stuff like that. And so like, It'd be like it's like the uh, home improvement equivalent of filling in lot 48 on Parks and Rec. Yeah. So like he did it. He did great. Yeah. And like it. <clears throat> it worked when he stuck within the parameters and I, and like, he also is a fun guy and a nice enough guy that is like, he tried to teach his kids and his kids just didn't have anything to do with him. So if I'm like, I want to learn this, then he would be good. His TV show is teaching people. That's what the show mm -hmm. is. So he has the teaching ability. He has the know-how I want to learn from him. And wasn't it when he finally finished the hot rod, that's when they made the grease lightning video. Yes. That was a good episode and a really good homage to Greece. I agree. Yeah. Well, Matt, this is great that that's your last pick because my last pick is Al Borland. <laughs> <laughs> and Al, For any, I, you're you're great because Al is a great second pick. Like anything that Tim yeah. knows, Al knows actually how to do it. 
exactly for any kind of like home improvement i mean you could probably also get some i mean they don't focus on i'm sure al knows some stuff about cars too yeah but just like you said al knows how to do things and tim is like it does like downplays al's helpfulness but al is doesn't have the ego of like i'm gonna make everything 10 times more powerful like you know al will fix something and not have to fix something blow it up refix it yes and even in the beginning, they, they, they show a flashback, I think, to when – there was a flashback because it was like when Tool Time first started where Tim had a beard and Al didn't. Do you remember that? I do, yep. yep. And they say like he's licensed contractor, this, this, a master plumber. Like he has the qualifications to be on that show. He has the qualifications to run the show. He just – I don't think he has the – the charisma and showmanship that Tim does. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's why the dynamic works on the show for both yeah. for the show and the show within a show. Like it works well for tool time. It works well for home improvement and he's mm-hmm. a great character. I, I think I don't have any problem with that pick, but yeah. I, I don't know if like he, I don't know if cars is going to be his forte. He seems like more like a woodworking carpenter type. Yeah. Like the, that's, more his his forte than the other exactly now um it's not part of my pick but i did have a uh, an honorable mention okay i'd like to go. my honorable mention would be in the skill of holding a grudge by the mean means of uh slowly and meticulously over the course of 20 to 30 years building an international drug empire just to crush your enemy and eventually get blown up by him and that would be gus fring so there's a lot of great things we could learn from Gus. I, I don't think that that should be what we focus on. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, if you want to talk about finances, I'm sure Gus had a finance guy, but he yeah. had to be super involved in it to know different. Like Gus probably could be another great example of the finances side of this, or even just the businessman side. Because that's really what he is. He is an upscale businessman for a decrepit sort of, not decrepit, um, a degenerate type of business. Well, I mean, he had he had legitimate side. Like, I'm I'm sure that um, those Poyos Hermanos was all done legally to to hide all the money. Yeah, and like we saw too, like how much of his his employees respect him too, because he just had such Mm -hmm. a high quality, but he also had this kindness about him too. I mean, we know the kindness wasn't real, but the yeah. perceived kindness that they wanted to like his general, his, uh, assistant manager, like having to clean yeah. out the fryer, like three different times. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm really sorry that I couldn't do it right. And Gus, like, I'll just do it myself sort of thing. Yeah. See, the thing is, I don't think that Gus actively want, actively hates everybody, especially his, uh, his, uh, his chicken people. Um, <laughs> that sounds bad. His chicken restaurant employees. Yeah. I think he's, he's in the, he's just in the mindset of, his bottom line and like if someone gets in the way and becomes a nuisance, then he will do what he has to do, but he's not looking like, hey, I'm going to eventually kill all these people. Yeah. He's, he's not a murderer for the sake of murder. He, no. and I think he has a similar moral code as Mike does of the, if they're in the game, they're in the game and they know mm-hmm. the risks. If they're not in the game, like, cause like he, he doesn't, we haven't seen him go outside of the game and kill people that he did threaten Walt's family. I was like, he did threaten a baby. Like, yeah, he threatened, <laughs> but like, do, would he have followed through on it? I, I don't know. Like you can maybe make the argument that he wouldn't have and knew that the threat would, would follow through. 
I don't know, but I don't know. It's true. I get what you're saying, but I don't think that Mike would have ever threatened a baby. I mean, yeah, he threatened you know Walt Jr. and and um, Skylar as well. But you I mean you're really going for like the worst? The worst is, is threatening. He even said, "I will kill your infant daughter." That's <laughs> you. Yeah, I, I know. Like we're we're not here. <laughs> This is a TV character, everyone. We're not here being like, let's justify how this murderer was maybe misunderstood. No, like he's a TV no. character. We can do this. If this is a real person, we're like, yeah, you're absolutely needing to go to jail. You're a terrible guy. Yeah. But, you know, going. this is a fun, is it a fun thought exercise? It may be. Also think about, like, as I was saying, you mentioned Trump earlier. Because of Trump, technically, the average U.S. president has like 1.2 felonies. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> like how, you know, if Bill Gates walks into a bar, the average person in that bar makes millions of dollars. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's this one like comic that I saw of like where it's like the average human being eats like 1.5 spiders a year or whatever. And yeah. someone's like, actually, the average usually eats zero. But there's this one guy who keeps <laughs> throwing the average <laughs> off. And it's just this guy like a bowl of spiders and he's just eating. <laughs> I don't even like to think about that. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, so that's Matt, that. why don't you, yeah, Matt, why don't you run through your team again? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, thank you. That's what I thought we should do. So yeah. my team is for finances. We have Marty bird from Ozark for the cook. We've got Carmi Berzado from the bear for mechanic. We have Tim Taylor from home improvement for survival. We have bear girls from all the bear girls shows. And for language, we have Uhura from star Trek. And for me, for, General handiness, we got Al Borland from Home Improvement. For survival, we got Saeed Jarrah from Lost. For dog training, we got Captain Raymond Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. For ranching, we have Bo Bennett from The Ranch. And for cooking, we have a duo of Monica Geller and Beverly Goldberg from Friends and the Goldbergs, respectively. So let us know which team you think wins. Who do you think has better life skills after that? I got to say, I think ranching is the one that's a little too descriptive like that's too niche for like eh, it's just the general thing i know how to ranch great well you're in a city i do say i would have to give your team the edge because i think we have some of the same ones but i think that finances and language finances and language are probably more universally than dog training and ranching (laughs) but that goes along with you figuring out the skills first Whereas I'm just going through who's an expert in something as I go through through shows. I'm competitive. What can I say? I, I go I go about it in my own strategic way. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of going about it in your own strategic way, I've been watching through uh, Survivor, and I just got to the in the first season. I just got to the merge. So look at that. Nice. That's where I'm at. I, I forgot that like everyone. Like how bad they were at voting in the first season. Oh like, yeah. Oh, it's I'm just terrible. gonna do what I want. And there's like the four alliance, like we're gonna vote together. And it's like yeah. that first merger, there was five different people who had votes or something like that. Yeah. Well, because you, you're past the first merge vote, right? Yeah. Because the thing is like, and, and I mean, you know who wins the first season, right? Without yeah. finish. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you watching that season is like. Not that Richard Hatch is necessarily a, a master manipulator, but at that point in the game, he was one of the only people who actually knew the basics of we need to get a majority and vote them out. Like yeah. he 
was was like the only one playing the game at that point in Survivor. Greg at least had a general idea of the game, but yeah. wasn't like as organized or like or realizing how dire it was to get his ducks mm-hmm. in a row. And I think if I recall correctly, he starts to, but it's like too late by the point he does. I think Richard Hatch's brilliant, most brilliant move, and I think I know we've talked about it, but I won't bring it up just so like, in case you forget. Is when you get to the final three challenge, where it's Richard and the other two final candidates for the, they're the final three, and it's the challenge to see who's going to be like because it used to be whoever wins that final three challenge would go and vote someone off, basically choosing who they go to the finals with. Yeah, and what Rich did in that challenge was looks on the end like a stupid move, but it ends up being the the most brilliant move, and I don't think he would have won if he didn't do that. If yeah. you don't know what I'm talking about, I can't remember off the top of my head there's a few things i remember is like i know that like sue makes a, de- a decent way i know that rudy makes it a decent way i can't remember who like the final two are but i don't i think it's like rudy's in the jury and sue's in the jury because i remember her speech but i don't remember who richard is up against at the end well i'll leave those to be spo- obviously i know all these yeah. I'll, leave, I'll leave that as a spoiler for you uh it's let me know when you get to the final three because it's, it's interesting for me i started watching survivor this is, okay, we'll stop the Survivor talk in a minute here. But well, I started watching Survivor in season two, and even though you're watching through it, especially as an old season, it's not necessarily like the best TV. But I have such a nostalgic like heart for season two that I I just I love season two of Survivor so much. Yeah, yeah, season two is really good, especially like just thrown in the um, was, was that the one that they did the first tribe swap or was that season three? Season three is the first tribe swap. Season right. two had um, Colby, yep. which was probably one of the biggest, one of the, one of the first after Richard Hatch and like Sue and Rudy is another one of like the A-list survivor celebrities of the time. Yeah. That was a good season. That was the first one I got into because like I didn't watch the first season, but I was like, oh, this seemed like an interesting show. Let me watch season two. And I'm like, this is really great. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is it for Survivor. And it's also it for our top five, uh, our teachers. So let's jump into trivia. Last week, we uh, talked about uh, The Chosen. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, listen to that episode. If you haven't watched The Chosen, what are you doing? Go watch The Chosen. It's such a good show. It's for free. Um, You can find it free uh, through like Angel Studios and their app and The Chosen app. Like, they're great in being able to make that happen for you to watch that. Yep. You don't even have to be on streaming services or anything like that. Although the chosen also this Jesus guy others. is a pretty good teacher. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he should have been on my list, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we did bring up how uh, in the, the movie Jesus revolution earlier this year that Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus was in that movie he played uh, Lonnie Frisbee, but one of the disciples made or the actor who played one of the disciples made a cameo appearance in it and so we asked what was that uh actor or the disciple and it was the actor who played matthew paris patel is in jesus revolution so i'll have to watch that yeah it's a good movie that's on netflix i believe it's on something streaming that's really common i think it's netflix okay cool so um what do you got for trivia this week brian so what i got is one of my picks was saeed Jarrah from lost who was played by the actor Naveen Andrews. Now, from behind-the-scenes videos and features, you notice that uh, he had long fingernails, the character did, and that was a sp- for a specific out-of-show reason that Saeed had long fingernails. So do you know why that is? 
for climbing. Yes. Just shove the nails into a wall. So, Matt, do you know this? I don't. Okay. So, there you go. Long fingernails, guys. Why? Why? (laughs) That's trivia. That's it. All right. Well, that is it for uh, this week's episode. Next week, we are talking about the 80s. We've been doing this uh, series of – we talked about shows from the 60s, talked about shows from the 70s. Next week, we're joined by our special guest, Beth, who was with us on the Muppets episode, and we're going to talk about the 80s. So make sure that you're there for that. And uh, everyone loves the 80s. And this time, it won't be about Stranger Things or Cobra Kai. By the way, I almost included Johnny. as (laughs) I was like, hey, you could teach me martial arts. But then, I thought him too, but he is technically a teacher. So like he's disqualified by my you. standards. He is. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, oh, well, we didn't do that. So there you go. Anyway, yeah. catch that next week. And until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And we're reminding you to stay tuned and keep watching. <laughs>